Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This week on the IGN UK podcast. Tell us how many inches you like in your bedroom. I told Billy Mitchell from EastEnders. Did he have soft hands? Oh. Oh. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Tim Pilkington, that intro was especially for you. Uh, (laughs) Tim commented on uh, iTunes that the uh, intro that we do, the hello, is mega annoying. So hopefully we've made it a bit better this week with our new version. But anyway, this is uh, Podcast 137. I am Alex. I'm joined this week by Christine. Hello. Tom Butler. Hi. Stuart Reed. Hello, everybody. And Keza McDonald. Hello. But we are a man down. Man down! down. Medic! Medic! Uh, The man with the massive head, Daniel Kruper, has now got a massive leg because he busted it in two places. Broke his fucking leg, he did. did. Chris, you were there. What happened? He did. We were playing in a football tournament at the Emirates. For EA Sports, right? Yeah. And uh, we got through to the second round and we were losing the game last couple of minutes and, and Kroops went in for a tackle and their guy went in for a tackle and one of our guys went in for a tackle behind their guy. Jesus and Christ. the momentum took the guy into Kroops and he, and he caught Daniel just above his shin pad and broke his leg in two places. In two places? Yeah, his tib and his fib. Snapped Jesus it clean off. Christ. You knew straight away, to be honest. It looked like it looked a bit innocuous, but then as soon as you went over and saw his leg, it was like, yeah, this is... Uh, I'm pleased. Oh, was that our boy's in trouble. So, yeah, Martin Keown and Ray Parler helped him off the pitch. And, uh, yeah, we went to hospital and he's had an operation and... He's had a pin in his leg. Yeah. yeah. They've rebuilt him. He's going to be better at video games as a result, which is good. Mm-hmm. But we're missing him terribly. But unfortunately, it means every time he goes on an airplane, he's going to bleep when he goes through security. That's true. But Don't they have that make that not happen, though? Yeah, I think that's actually not a thing anymore. Okay. Yeah. But Isn't I bet it? you could probably kick him in the leg really hard and he wouldn't feel it. I wouldn't do that. We'll try that when he gets back. <laughs> not for the next <laughs> Daniel, couple of weeks, anyway. He's had enough of that back. this year. But it turns out we were just chatting to some other people earlier. Uh, and there were two tournaments that same day at the Emirates. Someone else in the morning got their leg broken in two places. No. Yeah. Well, no, so someone, someone, else the... broke, someone else broke their leg in our tournament as well before. Are you sure it wasn't a leg break? When, when, I, when I was, when I was having my hamstring massaged, I was lying there and watched another guy get stretched off. Because so, that's why the stretcher was late to us. Because so they... how long three people broke their legs? Yeah. So Tilly, just explain to our listeners uh, how long you played for before you, you pulled up. Oh, I did a good 90 minutes. Or, no, I don't no, think it was, it was even like, 90 seconds, it was, was like, it? No, it was 30 seconds. Yeah, I managed to pull my hamstring. Yeah. So I can say I've played at the at the Emirates, but I can't really say much more. And then you spent the rest of the time being rubbed down by an old lady. Yeah. The pitch. But we did win that game, so can I take credit for that? That was the only game we actually won. Yeah, in a way, I suppose you can. Yeah. By not being there. But more yeah, importantly, who, who broke Daniel's leg? I'm going to break his windows. We don't know. And I've actually just gone around asking the rest of my team who the team was that we were playing and no one knows who I've, they were. I'm going to go around yeah, his house and know. smash his windows. They were all wearing Man United shirts though, so let that speak for itself. Oh, Bitter about go. losing And they didn't go on to win the tournament, so good. Good. Are you going to break his what, did you say? His windows. What's that? I smash his windows. 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 Oh. Mate, I'd go for his legs rather than his windows. Well, smashing his legs would probably be criminally prosecutable. I'm not sure that... I think windows well, probably think, is yeah. that. Probably is, yeah. <laughs> you can't just go around breaking people's windows. <laughs> it's just the Scottish way. It's how we express affection. Right. So you could say he went from max pain to maximum pain. Yes. Yeah? You could say that. You, you could say, say that. that. It's probably yeah. best if you didn't. No, we, he was actually saying that while he was on the stretcher. Yeah. Who's making Matt But he was delirious. Gags. Tom's got no excuse. He took a lot of morphine. <laughs> yeah, I was in the ambulance with him and they kept topping him up. Really? Because he's been saying that he felt no pain. Oh, Funny no. that. He said, oh, it, it didn't hurt. It I couldn't feel I, anything. I couldn't feel any. it didn't he was a trooper, though. Yeah, he Christ. didn't. Trooper, trooper. He didn't scream or cry. He or, didn't scream? He didn't, he didn't look scream. like he was in pain, to be honest. It was really? quite surreal. I guess it's shock. Shock. The adrenaline. Yeah. But anyway, get well soon, Krupa. Get well soon, Krupa. Yeah, because he I'm will be listening to, to this. I soup. hope so. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, if you've, ever, if you've ever broken a limb, email us any advice you've got for Krupa yeah. for his uh, convalescence. Or indeed, any funny stories about how you broke your limbs. 
Yeah. Wow. Or, or if you if you want to just film yourself breaking a limb, send that into us. We'll mind seeing oh, that. Please, this is please, please do that. Don't anyway, do that. Rich vein sake. of uh... do rich vein. <laughs> you oh. sure that's right? Should we get what, 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 what are we yeah, let's, let's get no, cracking. Let's keep talking about get that. cracking. Okay. That's a bad. Oh. Yeah. Let's get this podcast up on its feet. Yeah. Yeah. Break yeah. a leg. Break a leg, etc. <laughs> anyway, Keza, what have you been doing? You've been playing a, a game about big lizards. I've been playing Dragon's Dogma a lot. I've basically only been playing Dragon's Dogma. I did go to the Great Escape Festival last weekend. That was more fun than Dragon's Dogma. Is that the game you were playing on the Vita for an entire day? Oh, no, that was uh, that was Velocity, which you should all buy because oh, it's out right now. Right. I was supposed to review it this week, but there hasn't been time. It'll go up next week. Velocity, play it. It's a PlayStation Mini, but it's not rubbish. Mm. It's on Vita and PSP and PlayStation 3. Sounds like a racing game. It's like a combination of Space Invaders and Portal. Really? Yeah. Considered my interest peaked. It's really, really good. But it's on the fucking Vita. Yeah. Well, it's on it's on PSP and PS3 uh, as well. It's PS Mini. Uh, okay. so you, can, you can play it on any of your Sony devices. How much What's is it? it called? It's about £3, I think. Okay. Called Velocity. Velocity. Can you say it in a really Scottish accent? Velocity. That sounds better. Definitely by Velocity. What about Dragon's Dogma? Dragon's Dogma, I can't say anything about until the review embargo is up on Monday. Which is, all right, because it's coming Monday. It you is. Go to the site and yeah, find out come what you to IGN.com yeah. and read about Dragon's Dogma. But I got the, eaten by an ogre yesterday. That was d- sad. Did you? Yeah. It, what we normally do at this stage, of course, is we just get you to mime your thoughts on it so far. If you could do that quickly. That's not miming, that's mouthing. That's actually miming. saying it. Yeah. Um, uh, is, it, is it a long game? Okay. Wow. 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 Looks like you're in a WWE match. I thought it looked like you were guiding a plane. <laughs> I thought like you were in a rave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm always in a rave in my Different head. interpretation of dancing. Brilliant. Is it a very long game? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's all we can say at the moment. Mm-hmm. Top Paxman questioning by Butler there. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you've been playing one of those video games, haven't you? I have as well, but <laughs> ridiculously, this is embargoed until next oh, Tuesday. Why are we talking about things that But look, I can talk about it. It's what Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. And because uh, I, can't I can't give you a score. I can give you a score, but it's not related. Okay. Ghost Recon. 56. Brilliant. That's good then. <laughs> um, but it's... That's going to be like all over the internet from, tomorrow, isn't that's it? 5.6 readers. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, if you like Ghost Recon, you will like this because it's kind of more of the same and it's a refreshing change compared to Call of Duty, which is just, you know, senseless shooting. Yeah. There's a lot more thought uh, that you have to put into this game in order to, to succeed. Well, we had the dev commentary with a couple of the levels up on the site yeah. for, for what, a week or so now and mm-hmm. it looks really genuinely exciting. Again. But I'll tell you what's interesting because they only probably showed about a third of those levels the oh, levels okay. go on and on and on and sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not so good okay but I couldn't possibly comment on that <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know I, as I've said many times I like guns yeah and it certainly satisfies isn't there like millions of gun combinations <laughs> yeah there is yeah. yeah and it is it is pretty fucking sweet going around and finding out the best combinations of um, you know different like gas cylinders and magazine setups and have optics have you used and, Connect? Uh, I tried it. I won't be using it. There's no need. Stupid connect. It really <laughs> adds the connect, the connect nothing podcast to again. it whatsoever. Yeah, mm. that's a shame. So this week has reminded me of one of the awkward I don't, things. Can about I just say it shouldn't be marked down for that because you don't need to use it. Yeah, it's just pointless. Optional. It's piontals. <laughs> pointless or optional? Make your mind up. Pointless. They're almost the same word, aren't they? If you just pointional. Yeah. Okay. That's Sorry. Just word, connect all over, isn't it? Really pointless, pointless optionality. Optless. Yeah. Opulent. Opulent. Yeah. Tom, what have you been playing? Um, I have been playing a lot of Minecraft on oh, Xbox. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's really good. It's really good. Good. We'll, talk more, we'll talk more about that later because we've had a couple of people write in about that. Yeah. But me and Daniel, our plan was to recreate the whole IGN office within Minecraft. He's got nothing else to do. He has no. literally got no. nothing oh to do now with his time. Amazing. Did you, oh, did you hear the other Daniel story? He finally got around to buying himself a beautiful TV this week. Uh, one of those really lovely slim yeah. bezeled forty inch Samsung jobbies for his bedroom. Excellent. Uh, it's been delivered. Uh, it's the wrong one. Oh no! Oh. Yeah. So he was. He can't even watch telly in his bedroom because he's got the wrong telly. Forty, 40, last night, so 40 inches in his bedroom. Yeah. You like a bit more than that, don't you? <laughs> 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 that, I, know, I know you were building up to that, but I thought I'd get in there first. <laughs> is that a cock joke? Have we gone back to cock jokes? <laughs> Brilliant. That is massive for a bedroom, though. Yeah. 
And and I was in Cooper's bedroom last night. It's not a big room. <laughs> I think I think forty is about right for a bedroom. Really? Yeah, I think I think fifty is about standard for a front room now. Sleeping in an IMAX. These front room size now, right? Well, no. I mean, we have yeah. a fifty-inch television, but I hate it. It's too yeah. huge. Much prefer to have a smaller one. Um, hey. I'm probably wrong, but yeah, no, my, uh, 37 is too small in my front room now. So I think I think 50. I've got a 32 in my again. Room let's get the readers to tell us. Yeah. I've got a th- yeah. 32 in my bedroom and uh, unwanted 50 inch in my living room. I'll take your 50 inch off you. Yeah? Not a problem. It's not mine. Should, it's my boyfriend. Alex, we should get the readers to say uh, how many inches live. they like. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah listeners, if you security door and everything, tell us how many inches you like in your bedroom. Uh, you can email <laughs> us ign uk feedback at ign dot com. The one in my bedroom is quite old, but it's 12 inches. <laughs> Brilliant. And black and white. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to twist the knob to get it to do anything. Yes. God. Moving on. Doesn't work quite so well on rainy days. I've, I've got a few things that I've been up to as it's been two weeks. A couple of things I promised I would say. I told Billy Mitchell from EastEnders that I'd mention the IDs out on Blu-ray. What? Wow. What? What? <laughs> what has just happened? <laughs> Billy, uh, ID, which is a great football hooligan film. Stuart, you've seen it. Yes, yeah. It's a classic. Uh, it's coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. And I went to a launch and all the old actors were in it and Billy Mitchell's in it. Plays a copper in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had a little beer and told him that I would, he said, are you going to talk about this anywhere or write about it? And I said, yes, on the IGN UK podcast. Yeah. There and obviously go. Billy Mitchell was a big fan. Let's well, get him in. Probably not. <laughs> but I, you, I, it surprised me who, who you said directed that film because I, I was never aware of who directed it. Yeah. Daniels. Yes. Davis. Davis. Phil Davis. Phil Davis. Not to be confused with Phil Daniels. Phil Davis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be brilliant if it was Phil, Phil Daniels. Phil Daniels if wet. And Gene Hunt from Life on Mars is in it and I'd forgotten that. Is he? Yeah. Oh, He's another copper. Is he? I didn't know that. Very good, good movie though. Good movie. Worth Very good. Blu-ray. Uh, another thing cops, I went and it? saw and did was uh, the Blu-ray release of Sherlock Holmes. I went to an event to explain Second Screen, which is this new kind of home ends thing they're doing, where you download a um, app for your iPad or iPod and um, watch that while you're watching the film. And Robert Downey Jr. talks to you. So it's like the third or fourth time you watch the film. Right. If you want to find out more about it, yeah, he's chatting away. Um, I didn't On really like screens. it. Two screens, yeah, what's, two screens, and you can control really the Blu-ray with your phone. But what's your... the point of that? Because like on Blu-rays, you normally have the option to have like picture-in-picture stuff picture and all picture, things like that. Anyway, right? yeah. Dev commentary, <laughs> director commentary. It's all and it's all ultraviolet. Do you know about ultraviolet? Oh, I've heard of this, but give it. Explain it's all, it. it all, you buy it and then it all goes up into the cloud, and then wherever you are, you can download it on whatever device you're on or whatever TV you're watching. Fucking hell! I've just realised why it's been raining so much. Is everybody's using the bloody cloud? <laughs> There's no room for the water anymore. <laughs> oh but, my um, god! Is that not that right? That's a terrible joke. I quite yeah. like that. I thought there you that was go. A good Come joke. on. But well, I don't just annoyed because he didn't think of it first. It's true. I don't know if I liked it, but that might just have been because Robert Downey Jr. was presenting it and I find him a little bit annoying. How, how many DVD extras and things like that do you actually watch nowadays? None. No, no, never. Never have. I watch a documentary about a making of if, if I like the film. That's as far as I don't listen to director commentaries. No. I don't look at galleries. No. I tend to watch this stuff when it's an older film. When it's an old film, because I'm you're so especially doing the job as well. Like we're watching, I'm watching all the featurettes and the trailers, and I'm a bit bored. Whereas mm. if it's a classic film, like I'd be quite interested in that if it was something on Jaws or something Bridge on the River Kwai or something yeah. like that. But but when it's yeah, we shot all this in front of a green screen. Look, there's his. That, that, what's the point? There's of a man that? falling off a high thing and yeah. somersaulting before he hits a mat. Yeah, yeah, boring. It's been there, done that. I also um, got a high five from Will Smith last night. Tell the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you really? To, yeah, I went to the premiere of Men Over in Black. Over Kilby's back. Um, well, <laughs> you're nearly, you're nearly right. I went Sorry. to the Men in Black premiere. What's he done, that? What's he done over Kilby's back? Ooh. I went oh, to the Men in Black premiere last night. <laughs> Will Smith introduced the movie, tower. and uh, I was sitting on the end of a row with Kilby, and he came by, and he was kind of shaking people's hands, and I was right on the end of the row, so I kind of held mine up for a high five, and he was going to high five me, and just as he did it, Kilby kind of leapt across me. <laughs> to try no. And so, and so, me and me and uh, Will Smith kind of it didn't. It wasn't a proper. Um, was not full five. contact? No, it wasn't, wasn't full, full contact. penetration. And then, yeah, Kilby kind of pushed Kilby himself. Is upon. Such a tart, isn't he? Where it yeah. comes to stuff like that. Did yeah. he have soft hands? Uh, no, they were quite calloused. How old is Will Smith? Because he still 50. looks really young. Forty something. Forties. No, wow. I can't be him. I'm going. I'm yeah, going. Is, uh, I'm going forty. I'm going forty-seven. I'm going 41. Who's got Wikipedia? I think, I think he's right. right. I'll, I'll take it. I think he's 42. Yeah. Keep, keep talking to yourself. Now, on the, on the Blu-ray Extra, you can actually see what age he is now if you just click your red button. <laughs> <laughs> 
but, but yeah, the film is distinctly average in case yeah. anyone's interested. 1968. Oh, uh, so... 44. 44. There you go. So no one was right. I said 42. One year after the summer of love, so... Yeah. <laughs> what? For the Football Ramble listeners. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, the film's distinctly average, though, so... Yeah. Is it? What, wait for it to come on the telly. Oh, not even DVD. Wait for it to come on the telly. <laughs> no, that's wow. like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And finally, be dead by then, I've really. been very busy preparing for Kapow. Kapow! And we will be there in full effect at the Business Design Centre in Angel this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, hope you're all coming. Um, Daniel Creep will be there in hologram form. <laughs> beaming him in. Beaming him by Skype. I think we should put him in a little sort of Davros um, Dalek bottom so he can just wheel yeah. around. Well, what about one of those little things you get for kids with the, with the casters on it? Just put them in the middle of one of those. What things? <laughs> yeah, oh, what, like a uh, right, yeah, yeah. racing things you get. Or in a door bouncer. Just find a yeah. door and hang him in a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, read a challenge. If you'd like to Photoshop Krupa in some sort of door bouncer, <laughs> please do so. We'd love to see it. We need a picture of him. There, there is a photo of him on, on Facebook you can use. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so what's going on at Kapow? Well, in terms of movie stuff, the two big movies are doing world exclusive footage are Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and The Amazing Spider-Man. We'll be covering both of them. Um, I'm doing an interview, an audience with Nick Frost on stage. So we'll hopefully talk to him about a film that's coming up in the news later on. Um, Tom, you're going to be going down and covering some of the Before Watchmen comic stuff. Yeah, looking forward to that. Which is intriguing. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Mar- uh, Avengers vs. X-Men Marvel panel, which we'll be covering as well, which looks quite interesting. And Alex, what will you be What's doing, What's the Dan? real highlight, though? What will you be doing, Alex? Oh, it's my panel, isn't it? Yes, I'm going to be oh. doing a panel with Rocksteady, the guys who developed Batman Arkham City. Old. And they, you're old. Ooh. They will be giving their inside story, the untold story of the development behind that game. I'm more uh. interested in Batman Lego. I'm more interested in you not being in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Will they be talking about Harley Quinn? Uh, the DLC? Yes. Cool. So who's going to be there that we know from... Oh, from Rocksteady. Yeah. Um, Sefton, mm-hmm. who's the game designer. Yep. Um, uh, and some others. I, oh, I can't remember. Daphne. She works in no, the... Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, so it's the... Um, uh, character designer guy, David Higo. He's going to be there. Can't understand um, the word he says. He's lovely, but he's got a very thick accent. What is He's the French. accent? David Hugo. Oh, David I designed the characters for the um, game. Poz, yeah. the narrative guy, he's going to be there. He's mental. No, it's just that he'd done his back in last time we interviewed him and he's off his tits on drugs. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he <laughs> won't be, hopefully, this time. <laughs> or he might and be. Then, be um, yeah. Also, the sound guy, Nick Arundel. Oh, he's a sound, sound guy. Sound. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Uh, and hopefully we'll have some of these top bands there, eh? Yeah, let's top bands? So. I'll be there in the front row, shout my questions out. Great, yeah. can't wait. Where's Daphne? Where'd you get your ideas from? <laughs> so it'll be 45 minutes of me quizzing them and then also 15 minutes of uh, Q&A from the audience. Yeah. So and if, if you're listening to this uh, on Friday, uh, you need to buy your, and you want to come, buy your tickets in advance. There's going to be none on the door. So really? go to Kapow Comic Convention. Yep. And... Uh, Remember the up. queues to get in there last year was crazy. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, but if you don't, can't get tickets and you do want to come down after the show and hang out with us, we will be at uh, a pub called The Regent just mm-hmm. around the corner from about six o'clock for the rest of the evening, I guess, with the Champions League final on. So, uh, yeah, but don't talk to me during the football. I can't no. stress that enough. But just don't talk to him. <laughs> what's the stop. point? It's, it's a reader meet and greet and you're not going to talk to anyone. He never not does. He not during like the football. Not I'm, I'm going to talk to you constantly. Brilliant. That's why I'm there. I'm going to be the buffer between you, the listeners, and Chris Tilly, basically. <laughs> and also, it's, it's a long way till payday. So if you're coming along, you can buy us drinks for a change. Is it a long way till payday? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to move house this month. It's so expensive. If, are you, are if you if moving house? Payday, you uh, I know. It. Yeah, huh? Yeah. If it was payday, what would you buy? Uh, oh, no. Would you buy Milk Diablo shake. 3? I would definitely buy Diablo 3. I'd buy Chipotle. Although, apparently, it wouldn't work as well as I would hope. Because Diablo 3 launched this week. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Look at that. Good. Seamless into this week's news. That would Diablo. have been seamless if we hadn't all just sat around going, oh, that yeah. was seamless. And then Alex said this week's news in Brilliant. the middle of it. Brilliant. You need some kind of structure. New. New. Diablo 3 launched this week. Um, and then the servers fell over and nobody could play it. Oh. Which was a massive error. Error 37, was it? Yeah, yeah error 37 was the, was the big one. I haven't actually played Diablo 3 for this reason and also because I want to keep my job. I've tried it five times. 
I tried it at various different points and A, before the servers went up and it kept on saying that the fire is raining from the sky, try later, which annoyed me. And then when it actually was live, it, yeah, I just couldn't connect. So yep. I did break last night and try and it didn't connect and I took that as a sign that I'm not mm. going to try again for another week or two. Doesn't this happen all the time though? A game is released, the servers uh, go down immediately and then... Well, the problem with Diablo is it's online only. Mm. So you can't, you literally you can't, can't play it now. at all. No. You can't even just have a go on the single player. So you, you can't, can't play, play it offline at all? Nope. Oh, in that case, I'll never play it. I was hoping it was going to be a train game. No, it's not going to be a train game. Uh, at least but, I'm like 90% certain it's online only. I think Blizzard have apologised, haven't they? Yeah. For the, for the, the, the dismay caused... It's usually just demand, isn't it? Has anyone played any Diablo 3? The thing is, I'd love to be able to talk about Diablo 3 and, and, and discuss it because it's, it's, it's a fascinating game, but I've not played it. I'd love it. to, but the servers to. have been down. Mm. <laughs> Turns out... Well, that's yeah. it. I, I have actually tried to play it, but couldn't. So that's not good, is it? Apparently, yeah, Blizzard have said that aside from the tremendous number of players simultaneously logging onto the game, one of the launch day service issues was linked to an achievement system. So uh, it wasn't just servers; it was uh, it was another error as well. So error, uh, error. Because yeah, to be fair, they haven't had much time to sort it out. <laughs> twelve years, <laughs> eleven, twelve years. Right. Maybe they maybe they were still using the architecture they were in the nineties. It's a good job you can still download stuff on the, that there Xbox 360, though, Tom, isn't it? Oh, it is, because um, if you weren't able to, then you would not have made Minecraft for Xbox the biggest selling Xbox game, Xbox Live game ever. Ever? Is it really? Wow. Does One anybody, million units sold. In five days? Five days. Does anyone else wow. feel bad for Trials, which had the record for about two weeks? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Such a shame. As it, as How many copies has Trials oh, Trial sold? Half a million, isn't it? Yeah. The, weird th- the weird thing is, is about this, this sales numbers, is that Minecraft sold a million uh, straight away. It basically sold a million and broke even. So obviously there was a development by the studio, I can't think what they're called, Seven something. Um, studio Seven, I think. Um, anyway, so that development was paid for within like an hour of Xbox wow. for Minecraft for Xbox going live. And Notch tweeted to say that they'd sold like 400,000 copies. And the guys from Fez, behind Fez, like got really shirty about it because yeah. they were told by Xbox that you don't find out your day one sales until you get your first paycheck, like three, four months down the line. Oh, really? Yeah. So obviously there's something going on behind the scenes and there. Also, where, Fez wow. is massively pissed off. Pest? They're yeah. pissed off because they uh, they weren't promoted, whereas Minecraft has been promoted on the homepage. Yeah, uh, they they haven't had the promotion. But do you think this is tied in with the whole, like the guy behind Fez being notoriously difficult? Or he is a bit difficult, isn't Phil he? Fish. Is that his yeah, name? Yeah. yeah, I interviewed him in in South by Southwest. Yeah, because he's got a bit of a reputation for being. He has a, got a ma- he's a reputation yeah. for being a bit of a mouthy jerk. He's a yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. I think he sounds <laughs> yeah. brilliant. I would love to meet Phil Fish, but I'm not sure I'd like to be Microsoft trying to work with him. I mean, they've just yeah. I mean, Fez is brilliant, mm. but like this this Minecraft thing is is amazing. But yeah, it's re- it's really good. I mean, the the interface is is really easy to use. I have you played uh, the multiplayer at all? No, I've I've um, I'm going to have a go with Daniel over the weekend. Have we, set, have we set up an IGN UK? Uh, Not server? yet. No, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to establish a base within Minecraft to make sure that I can confidently invite people in without me dying Being all lame. the time yeah yeah so um, official Xbox magazine have a server they've built a monument to inside Xbox like a memorial because I got discontinued last week yeah um, I still don't properly understand what you're doing it it's, it's, you the, survive yeah and that's it but the really it's the, great sounds yeah. like life I mean the good thing is it's I struggle kind of, like it, that <laughs> it has this tutorial to tell you what to do but it doesn't tell you what to do it tells you how to do things but not right. why you should be doing it or what you should do right. so basically you go in with your own ideas of what you want to do and what you want to get out of it and every, you have to basically you have to mine and craft everything within the game to yep. create stuff there's enemies you have to I guess there's an evolution. you can only mine certain things in the beginning you've got to develop stuff and exactly yeah. how, how kind of sophisticated or complex is that sort of um, like branch the kind of tech branch it's not it's not that sophisticated I mean you're different you're, materials and yeah. you build things out of them yeah, you're yeah but how do you kind of know that oh okay so to dig stone I need to develop you can I dig with anything. You can basically dig anything okay. with your bare hands. But what you need to do is develop weapons to then dig quicker and better and more right. efficiently. Right. So you start off and basically you can you can hack trees to bits with your bare hands and build yourself a really tiny crap shelter. And then after... Oh, then you build a, like a crafting table and a yeah. furnace to then... To, to make charcoal yeah. and to make other materials. And then the thing is, but months later you might have a castle that you've built. And, and you kind of go further and further out each time because at night the monsters come and you go further and further out from your little shelter wherever you've built. And so you have this amazing sense of power of coming from literally like 
the digital equivalent of eating berries and sleeping under grass mm. to building yourself a proper castle that you've literally built with your own hands. You know, that's that's like a fortress against the against the forces. So you can actually die. Yeah, yeah, you the, can, but you'll uh, respawn. The creativity uh, okay, point, right. you're probably thinking of like the creative mode, because there is just a create mode where basically you have everything and you just get to build stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, the real meat of Minecraft is in the survival mode. Yeah, I mean... It's yeah, amazing game. It, really. it is, because you've got to literally, you've got to build that shelter as soon as you get in there, because if you don't build that shelter, you will die that first night, and you'll just keep on dying. So it's... Um, but it, there's a real sense of achievement with everything you do. But I know it's like, we're very late to the game on this, but yeah. we don't have a A lot of people on 360 will be on. though. I think a lot of people probably have been looking at Minecraft for the last year and a bit and being like, oh, yeah. what's so good about this? And then it's yeah. come out in 360 and there's going to be a lot of people who will be playing con- it for the first time. What are the controls like on 360? Fine. I mean, it's yeah. a first person game anyway. So, um, I mean, the, the the crafting interface is easy to use. But presumably you don't, need to kind of run around quickly it's not like a first person shooter where no. you know twitch controls or everything no. no so would it work on ipad that's basically could it come to it's, ipad it's on iphone yeah I've, but it's it's not but they're adding all the features oh are they it. yeah i haven't checked in recently because uh when i first got it on my iphone it was just literally create mode button. right but yeah well, anyway that's that's minecraft let's let's move on okay. yeah chris fancy cornetto i do i know what you've done there yes Stuart. <laughs> Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are doing another film together. Yeah. And they did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And they're going to start shooting in September. It's exciting. Uh, and we all knew it was called The World's End, but we now have a synopsis. Would you like to hear the synopsis? Yes, please. Well, it depends how long it's going to take. It's, it's about 20 minutes long. All right, go on then. <laughs> 20 years after attempting an epic pub crawl, five childhood friends reunite when one of them becomes hell-bent on trying the drinking marathon again. They are convinced to stage an encore by mate Gary King, a 40-year-old man trapped at the cigarette end of his teens, who drags his reluctant pals to their hometown and once again attempts to reach the fabled pub, The World's End. As they attempt to reconcile the past and present, they realise the real struggle is for the future, not just theirs, but humankind. Reaching The World's End is the least of their worries. So it's basically the sci-fi film, I think, that Mm. had been rumoured, but not much more. So it's about a pub crawl. Brilliant. But all the other films have had pubs kind of quite yeah. prominently placed in the movie, so mm. Cornetto's Pubs and Blood. You don't nobody seems particularly no. excited about I, that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying excited. to fathom it, so I'm trying to fathom what that's going to turn yeah. into. Well, I just happened to be doing a Q&A with Nick Frost at Capel this weekend. Wow. Look so at I that. can ask him then and he can say, can't talk about it. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Brilliant. That'll be good. Are you just going to rephrase the question like 16 different ways? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paxman style. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the 45 minutes of my Q&A. You threatened to overrule him. <laughs> but yeah, very excited about that. I went on set of the first two and those boys now had to make a movie, so... Good stuff. Yeah, that should be next summer, I guess. Unfortunately, the end of the year is looking rather less exciting all of a sudden because Bioshock Infinite and Tomb Raider have both been delayed into 2013. That sucks, man. It does suck. They were two of my only games I was really interested in at the end Mm -hmm. of this year. Well, we've got Dishonored has been penciled in now for October, hasn't it? Yeah. Have they given given reasons for these two delays? Um, Tomb Raider is spit and polish, apparently. Mm. Um, Bioshock Infinite, again, they're just not happy with it. Well, some were, apparently um, they were advertising for some kind of network uh, programmer, weren't they? Yeah. So people put two and two together to make five and said it was some kind of like multiplayer issues. But again, yeah. nothing has come out officially. There's, uh, I mean, there is that other rumor doing the rounds, isn't there? That they're running the, scared. The, yeah. The, they, they can't live up to what they've said Bioshock Infinite's going to be. Uh, and that they basically can't figure out how to oh, do that's it. Not the, that's, that's not the, the other rumor. Oh, no, 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 the other one is that um, GTA Five will be out. Oh, of course. Oh, shit. Fair enough. Yeah, there is. There is uh, The fact that Bioshock, Tomb Raider, Prey 2, and several other like really big hitters are moving into 2013 mm. does suggest that there's something we don't know about. Yeah. Mm. I guarantee you GTA 5 is not water. coming out this year. I don't think so. I'd be really surprised. But it might, Alex. It, it might. won't. I'll bet anyone 100 quid. You should quid. bet Guyot, because Guyot, I think, was saying that... He was, yeah, but he... He, was, he, he thinks was, PSP is a phone. He still thinks PSP is a phone, and that the PSP came out in 2004, which he didn't. <laughs> Sorry. He, <had laughs> he just one. comes out with things. He comes out with things that are complete lies, but is amazingly certain of them. He had an Atari Lynx, he just wrote PSP on it. <laughs> it won't be out this year. No way. Okay. There must be something We're going to hear more year. at E3, though, right? Because uh, the year's looking a bit Rock, boring. Rockstar, I don't believe Rockstar at E3. They don't. All, they very rarely go. They tend to do stuff on their own terms. Yeah. So um, the fact that we've seen like, one trailer, yeah, it's not coming out this year. 
No. No way. No, I don't think so either. I think it's going to be the usual April thing for a GTA. Yep. But I am very excited by it. Yeah. There must be something we don't know about happening at the end of the year, though, for all these people to be running away. What could it be? It might be Call of Duty Black Ops 2. (laughs) Cod Blops, of course. That would be... That will sell pretty well. That will sell everything. There's a new Call of Duty Black Ops 2 trailer. This weekend, it's Champions it? League final, apparently. Ah. Um, and there's also going to be a new Medal of Honor Warfighter trailer. Going head to head? Yeah, so, in the half time. Yeah. It's just alternating years now. It's either Medal of Honor versus Call of Duty Black Ops or Battlefield versus Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Every year now, forever, that's going to be it. I want Bad Company. I like Bad Company. I love Bad Company. It's the only shooter I've enjoyed in... Well, It'll be Bad Company 3 next ages. year, I bet. And yeah. then Battlefield 4 the year after. I'm just I'm just thinking about our meet and greet on Saturday. You know, normally when you're in a pub and the football's on, they have the sound on for the football and then turn it off for the adverts. Maybe we should get it the other way around. cranked up. Yes. Cranked up for the <laughs> games adverts. But I bet have you... Down for the footy. Again, I haven't seen either of the trailers, but I hope they don't, they're not run back to back because you'll get a lot of people watching it who don't really know about video games going like, that looks the same. Well, uh, our partner site, Ask Men UK, is getting the exclusive on the Medal of Honor trailer tomorrow on Friday. That so, is um, a wiggity wiggity whack. It's a shortened version of the one you'll see version during the TV adverts. Okay, so yep. if you want to see a sneak peek, it doesn't look too different to the one we've seen before, but it's still quite exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exciting. Um, underselling it? But yeah. <laughs> but no, it's true, but there'll be a full length version, okay. like a 60 right. second version one. This is all going too part. seamlessly because now we can segue directly into trailer of the week as we're talking about trailers. Yes. So this week's trailer of the week... Is. The Last of Us. It's not really a trailer, it's more of a cutscene, I think, but the, we've put it on the site as a trailer. Cutscene yep. of the week. Trade out the cutscene cut of the week. <laughs> so this is Naughty Dog's The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, you naughty dog. Oh. Oh, perfect. Now what? Screw it. Easy. Holy shit. Are we going to help him? Put your seatbelt on, Ellie. What about the guy? He ain't even hurt. Bloody hell, it does look good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? How does it look like Uncharted? Sure is it looks like Uncharted to me. Like the character models and stuff, for some reason, I've, it's still got that kind of feeling of it. Well, this is, uh, I don't know if you, did you read what Greg Miller wrote about it on the site uh, today? Not today, no. What did no, you write or was it yesterday? Uh, just about how, yes, it kind of looks like Uncharted, but but he's seen, I think he's seen like half an hour's worth of footage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, once you get into it, it's just nothing like Uncharted at all. It's just the, the whole feel of it is completely different. That's I guess, good. Yeah, just, it's probably because they like, use the same engine and stuff, isn't it? Engine. Yeah, same yeah. lighting effect. But what I like is it, it kind of the, the, the car you see in that, it looks solid. Do you know what I mean? It, it looks like it could actually be built out of something as opposed to just being... Yeah, I think the sound polygons. the sound uh, work on the trailer is really good as well. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. screeching tyres and the, they've done that. They really do bring it to life, don't they? But um, I don't know. There's still a lot to, we need to know about Last of Us. I yeah, I think that's going to be uh, well, hopefully a highlight of V3. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that, which is only, what, three weeks away now? Not yeah. Oh, long. my God. Oh, no. Mon Dieu. Mon Dieu. So I'm just concerned about how linear it's going to be, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Well, look at Max Payne 3. That's dead linear, but it's really exciting. Yeah, true that. I um, think Max Payne's been getting a bit of a bit of a um, muted reception from some people. A lot of people have given it sevens for being linear, basically, which I think is very unfair indeed. It's yeah. not fair. It's a great game. I also, yeah, it's a good story as well. Story, exactly. Really also, just the level good. of craftedness of it. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. going to give a game a seven, then it usually means that it's good, but it's got technical issues or whatever, and it's you know it's just not polished. But if if a game has got that level of craftedness in, you know, it would be like it's got to be an it's eight. So stylish, yeah, as a game, yeah. It's and like, it's fun to actually play. Like yeah, I mean, sure, it's, it's you know. Do you know the best thing about Max Payne Three for me so far is that when you start a game, you can choose whether to invert your look without even having to go into the options before you start a game. That's nice. That. That's nice. Except when you're when you're using the, sn- the sniper rifle. And it goes wrong. How does it? Because when you want to use the sniper rifle, you I don't know about you, but you kind of want uninvert on for sniper rifle because you're actually looking through a sight. Right, no. Yeah. 
I've and never ever had that. What? But then again, I'm not an invert. Oh right, so you'd probably wait. Okay you were on a sniper rifle. You want to uninvert? Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's a bug. It basically, but whatever. Do you not get that when around. you're looking down the. If you go through iron sights or something like that, surely it's the same thing. Hmm. Anyway, but whatever it is, it's supposed to be. It doesn't do it, right? That's it, exactly. Fine, okay. Yeah. Maybe there's been an update. Because I know I had to do an update this morning. Oh, so. did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I'll check that out. Um, but anyway, going back to Last of Us, I think it's, it could be brilliant. Is it out this year? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it hasn't got a release date, but it should be, right? Well, it might be 2013, like everything oh. else could. There's no Uncharted this year. No. Well, and Naughty Dog do normally do a game I'm a year. I've got a lot of big games coming, yeah. but I don't know... Yeah, you wouldn't expect all of those to hit before the end of the year. Gold of War Ascension. Is anyone else a little bit worried about E3 being a bit of a damp squib this year? In terms of new announcements? Yeah, everyone being like, we got all this stuff that's all coming in 2013. Well, it might not be. I guess, yeah. You would expect, like, one of those, like God of War or Last of Us, surely it's going to be out before the end of the year. You'd think. Especially as surely they must be thinking about new consoles. Yeah. Pretty soon. Isn't God of War quarter one next year maybe I think this has got to be the last round of new game announcements for this generation yeah it's got to be surely yeah I don't know because oh how old is the PS3 now seven six six uh, six years yeah was it 2000 yes yeah, 2006 no it came, came out, out in 2007 here oh here yeah yeah oh you're right yeah 2007 so five years and the Xbox is now it came out end of 2005, right? Yeah. So nearly six and a half, nearly seven years. Do we need another round of consoles? I mean, oh, what, yeah, are they, what are they, you know, but they going to bring to the party? Better graphics in it. A bit of excitement. I'm getting a bit bored. With, with yeah, but I don't think that's going to change, it? though. Maybe it won't change it. I'm just getting a bit bored with how games are at the moment. They're just a little bit samey. Usually when you have a new technological... I don't think of, that's necessarily true. Like, look no, the well, obviously no. Like, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of great... Um, innovation going on outside of AAA console games. And I love AAA console games because I always will, I always have and I always will love big, bombastic AAA console games. I just think that we could do with something a little bit bit new. And that's why I'm sad that Tomb Raider, Bioshock Infinite and probably The Last of Us aren't coming until next year because all of those look like they're doing something new within the kind of blockbuster template, which is nice. So that doesn't necessarily mean that we need new consoles to do something new though, does it? If if you're saying that those three games are bringing... No. It just means that... But basically, the way that games has always worked is that as soon as you get new technology, everyone goes crazy and goes a bit creative for a while. And then it kind of settles into a more conservative pattern after the new technology settled down but it's kind of going the other way now but aren't we seeing like so the, long the best it's... stuff is coming now for PlayStation 3 and Xbox yeah. like the very best stuff like in terms of I polish, think 2010 yeah. was probably the peak for me I think there was a lot of fantastic stuff in 2010 2011 was pretty good as well but yeah the, the problem is that uh, basically everything you want everything that's coming now to an extent like even Skyrim which I was really excited about I did know it would just be a better version of Oblivion or a lot more technically accomplished version of Oblivion because it has the same hardware, you know, has the same capabilities. Yeah. So I mean, I just feel like we need a little bit of an. In- I mean, I'm finding well, most of my most of my exciting stuff is coming from the stuff that's really getting me interested at the moment is coming from PC, and is coming from um, you know Xbox Live and stuff like that. That's making me. But then that feel excited. But, yeah, but then surely if that's where the stuff's coming, then why if that's the stuff that's getting you excited, why do you need a new a new generation of console? Because I love AAA games and I want to be excited by AAA games as well. And at the moment, I'm finding that just a little bit harder than I used to. I think it's just I'm just depressed about Bioshock Infinite and Tomb Raider. Right. <laughs> I think that's the source of it. Is no one else feeling a little bit bored of well, what's but, happening with this year? Like, well, the, the I, I know what you mean, but uh, the same. I don't think a brand new console will kind of change that. Mm, maybe you're right. Like it's not like, of course, there will be advancements in terms of what they can do visually. I don't think it's going to be such a massive leap forward that you'll be like, "Wow, that's incredible." No, I don't think it is either. And all you're going to get are things like Connect being built into the system. That's not a game changer, is it? Connect's not been a game changer. Move's not been a game changer. We use doing something different. Yeah, the Wii U should be cool, but will people develop for it? I mean, one of the problems with the Wii was that it was really cool. And again, the, the Wii, the first kind of year, you got a lot of fantastic games that really were inventive with motion control, and then everyone just gave up. So that's, I, think, I think that's what I'm hoping will happen if we get new consoles, is there'll be a year where everyone just goes crazy for a bit. Because mm. often that, that first wave of games for a new console, you get lots of like just off-the-wall weird stuff. Like, do you remember when the DS came out? Rub Rabbits and all those other just fucking weird games that came out for that and then everyone settled into a more conservative pattern. Yeah, but weird doesn't equate to good though, does it? It equates to interesting and I'm, I'm more interested in interesting games than... Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I, I, like, I like interesting experiments. But then games. that's why we've got things like 
Xbox Live and uh, Xbox Arcade and stuff like that. That's where the weird and experimental stuff goes. Look at Limbo, for yeah, instance. Journey, yeah. Journey, yeah. And Journey. It's true, yeah. I shouldn't really complain. It's just I, I quite like something new in my well, life. Why do talking. you hate games? I, do, I just hate video games. <laughs> talking of which, did you see the cat costume, the Journey cat costume? No. The yeah. Journey cat costume. Yeah, it's a thing. That's two of my favourite things. <laughs> Together. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> All right. That was the logical conclusion of Trailer of the Week. Well done. <laughs> Journey Cat costume. So if all those games are not due out till next year, what's uh, coming, what's closer to the, on the horizon? What's coming next week or this, this week? week. Uh, well, obviously, or soon. the game we've been talking about a lot, Max Payne, is out this week. Yep. Um, and I would thoroughly recommend that you go and buy that if you like shooting things and yeah. stories. If you don't like shooting things and stories. Buy it anyway, it's still good. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just showing the uh, journey. The journey cat, cat hood is amazing. To uh, oh. <laughs> to Keza. Basically, it's just a funny little hat for a cat. Yeah, well done. There is nothing better in this world than funny little hats for cats. You know, I don't know if you, any of you listen to the Australian podcast, but they've got a thing about their cats and getting them costumes and stuff. Like, well, the team talk about getting costumes. For yeah, cats. I know that Cam. Yeah. Cam does stupid things to his cat. Yeah. He's, apparently there's one, he's got a video on YouTube of him putting a costume on a cat and it's like got thousands and thousands of hits. Basically anything with cats on YouTube is guaranteed to perform to at least a certain level. Yep. All right. That's, so the only that's all anyone needs. uses YouTube for. We should have done that with the Max Payne review. We should just put cats on it. You think? Yeah. We've done much better. Do you know what the number one is this week? New. I know. Um, don't answer. I don't. Surprise. It's Sniper Elite Vert 2. What? It's number one. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. I'm amazed by that. They didn't advertise that. it at all. We didn't even review it on time. Well, it doesn't come down to whether we review it or not, does it? Yeah, yeah obviously it, it does. But, obviously. But, you no. know, like, what's been number one? Like, FIFA? But, but see, again, it, I think it always comes back to the question. I wonder how many copies that sold to get to number one. Yeah. 12, 13. Because if you, if you were putting, my, uh, like, Xbox Live titles in there, PlayStation titles, yeah. like, these Guarantee titles would you. not be... Completely true. Yeah, what other game can say that sold a million in its first, I don't know, however many days? Five days. Five days, yeah. Very few. I mean, the Call of Duties, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very few. Um, but also out this week obviously is Diablo 3 have we said that? I don't think we have <laughs> um, but that's out yeah it's out now just can't and, play uh, you can play it just can't play it that's all my battle net login is a bug stomper if anyone wants to hang out with me there's Not- some funny numbers after it as well but I can't remember what they are oh good well we'll f- remember what it is and put it up in the story with this podcast uh, I don't know you can find me just by looking for bug stomper yeah okay uh, the, the numbers gives you something else but I can't remember what why didn't let me log in? So. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Come <laughs> <Stop> questioning, Stuart. <laughs> yes. Other, other games this week? No. So, did anyone have anything games? else chart last week? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, back to the Future game came back into the charts. I don't know why. I think it's just gone boxed. Starhawk. Starhawk. That's the. From what I can see, that's pretty much the only new release, uh, and that went in at number seventeen. So which is going to go number one this week, Diablo 3 or Max Payne 3? Max Payne 3. No. Oh, Ooh. no. Diablo. Do you know what? Diablo. It's got to be Diablo. Be Diablo. Think, so, yeah. It has to be. Mm. I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday. Diablo, Diablo is, is a franchise that has now been around for 15 years, I think-ish. Mm. And a lot of the people who are going to be picking up Diablo 3 will never have played Diablos 1 and 2. Mm. Games haven't really been old enough to do that before, have they? So it gets to the point where there are kids well, no, slash I mean, teenagers Max, Surely playing. Max Payne 3, if an 18-year-old picked up Max Payne 3, he wouldn't have been old enough to play Max Payne 1 or Max Payne 2. That's true. And it's, it's only this, like now in the last kind of few years that that's been happening. Like you talk to people who are adults, who are 18, 19, 20, who've played, who never played the stuff that you played when you were mm. that age, you know, but they're playing the sequel, which is interesting. Because usually you play 1, 2, 3, and it's coming to the point now where people are picking up on maybe three or two or four Halo as well it was the same in my day actually a lot of kids played Horace Ghost Skiing but they never played Hungry Horace <laughs> one of life's tragedies absolutely it? it is what's happening in the film world Chris Wait, sorry I was what? just going to say because Diablo obviously was, was released midweek Max Payne's not coming out until Friday so I don't know mm. how they kind of uh, I don't know when the, the charts start whether it's Friday to Monday or how does it work how does it work we don't know do we no what's the deal chart track let us know we just don't know. Uh, in the movie side of things, obviously, The Avengers is dominating. Uh, it's made 40 million in the UK after 18 days. Wow. Um, it's ahead of the entire run of Spider Man 1, Spider Man 2, and Spider Man 3. 
And the only superhero movie that's beating it is Dark Knight. But it looks like it might overtake that not mm. too long. It's, it's made a billion, right? Globally. Yeah. So is it going to topple Avatar, do you think? It might well do. Whoa. Well, I thought hell? Dark Knight was going to, but maybe Avengers will do it first. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, really all there is to say on the charts. Although Dark Shadows came out and no one went and saw it. Can I say, we, we, went, we went as a group to see The Avengers last week. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. I thought it was better the second time. Really? Yeah, Same. I loved it. What do you I think, actually Alex? knew what was going on. Yeah, uh, I thought it was good. But again, it's always that classic. When everyone says it's brilliant, you think it's going to be incredible. Yeah. But I, thought I was... much preferred Cabin in the Woods, which I saw for the first time last week as well. I thought that was way better. Is that how we're going to do our reviews from now on? I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I wasn't blown away. No. I'm getting a bit bored with all these uh, huge action set pieces set in cities where everything's just my my partner said that as well he's like I'm just not a 12 year old boy anymore I'm I'm just bored of people punching each other and things things exploding the best stuff in Avengers isn't necessarily that it's the interplay between the characters so it has to have a a climax it has to have a finale Mm. where else are you going to do it you can't do it in a desert can you didn't work for Transformers so I just can't see where else you'd go with it I think it is what it is, and it's very good for that. But I, I think, think some is. people think are a bit great. bored. It's okay. It. I really like it's that. okay. Right. I think in the same in the same way you say you're bored with the current generation of games. I think I'm just kind of bored with the current generation of of big tentpole movies like that. Yeah. So even when they're really good, you're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I yeah. honestly think that's reinvigorated my my lust for big superhero movies like that. I think it's done. It's the first it's... one I've enjoyed in a long time. Yeah. It's great though. Mm, okay. Stanley says that uh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange are going to be next to get the big screen treatment which could be good I think Black Panther would be good who's Black Panther uh, he's the black superhero <laughs> brilliant <laughs> oh. he's one of the Avengers does what he, does he do salute uh, he is just super hard brilliant it? yeah and who's anyway, the other guy uh, Doctor Strange what does he do he harnesses magic and he wears a top hat <laughs> there was talk of Russell Brand playing him but I hope that's oh. not true oh, oh lordy <laughs> anyway there are some films out this week though aren't there yeah some new ones you've seen The Dictator no haven't you Tom and uh, I hated it. Did you? Wow. Awful. Uh oh. But I think I'm I'm probably in the minority. Most people seem to enjoy it. So really, I yeah. thought it looked bad. I haven't seen it yet. Were you just annoyed about your boiler? Maybe. No, because it was after post boiler fixing. So don't um, call Natalie that. Oh. <laughs> um, it. I just thought it was really laboured. I know it's a comedy, but the story was awful mm. and like didn't make sense. And you can see the jokes coming a mile off. All the best bits are in the trailer and they're even funnier in the trailer because in the film they're like extended. Yeah. Just to, this didn't work for me in any way, shape or form. Like he was doing some press stuff out in Cannes, I think. And I him in full costume posing the supermodels. And it just feels really old. Yeah, the joke has like, worn thin really it? fast, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right. Do something now, else now. Yeah, like we need Borat a new generation of where Borat was quite cutting code. and sort of said something about the human condition. And nah, he was people the giving Borat, um, but this just doesn't. It's just him doing a silly voice yeah. for the sake of doing a silly voice. It's like an Eddie Murphy movie or something like that. I suppose. It, it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even like we went in and I was like, oh, it's only eighty-seven minutes long. It would be fine. And then when it actually finished, I checked my watch and it was like sixty-seven minutes long. So there was like extra bits after the credits, and then the credits must have gone for twenty minutes. So it's really short but Fuck, it felt like really? really long yeah god yeah oh no 77 minutes yeah right so but still but you know there'll be an extended one idea cut on DVD. Out. that's the yeah. annoying thing extended to kind of make a movie rather than it should have been a half hour kind of clip or something like and that. you can tell there's bits Sketch. where it's gone we need an extra scene here just do something My did god, anyone else like Bruno no right. I thought Bruno was fucking brilliant I loved that. I liked it better than Borat I yeah. thought it said a lot about a lot about a lot of things I remember really enjoying Borat the first time round then I watched it started to watch it again the second time and it just doesn't work because obviously you know the jokes yeah. it's like one watch one watch bleh, one watch movies yeah I'd say anything else out Chris yep The Raid we've talked about it a million times on here everyone go and see The Raid it's a great great action movie it seems like it's been coming out for ages yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking about known. it for a long time I'm going to go see it though, definitely. Yeah, go, go see, see it. it. And there's some raid stuff happening in Kapow as well if you want to meet the director. He's down there doing a Q&A and signing and things. So, Cool. 
Let's have some feedback. Yeah, let's have some feedback. Let's move on then. Craig Watts uh, has written in because we were talking about our favourite Specky games recently. Uh, and he says, what I remember most about the Spectrum was the ridiculous difficulty level of the games. My favourite games were Great Escape, Daily Thompson, Stacathlon and Rainbow Islands. He said he also checked out some Specky games to jog his memory and he found an emulator... Uh, and on which he played Rick Dangerous. Mm. Do you remember Rick Dangerous? And he says he remembers loving it years ago. He gave it a go and he said he wanted to smash Rick's stupid monochrome face in after 10 minutes. It was just too unforgiving. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I remember it being hard. And he yeah. says, but for sheer um, uh, unfairness, look no further than Viper 3, a poor man's R-type with a yellow background and your ship and everything else black. Basically, the screen starts going completely black for certain periods of time, starting with quite short blackouts until you are completely blind for over 10 seconds that's just unfair that's just totally unfair (laughs) totally unfair Uh, and and he says no further programming was needed after this screen because nobody could ever get past it Mm. amazing yeah Uh, I've got an email here from Charlesy he says a up pod lads a up a up I just wanted to know what our opinions are on any upcoming um, Wii U announcements coming at E3 sort of what potential features are we excited about finding out about he's excited about uh, NFC yep that's not been announced for uh, it was that? shown in the leaked Rayman yeah. Legends trailer but he's saying that he reckons you could probably pay for games by touching your card onto the the, 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 the Wii U screen but that seems unlikely that seems unlikely no, it's, not, it's not Barclays whatever it is Barclays. yeah that's like yeah. Yeah, it's some sort of secure server for things like yeah. that right so um, he's also excited about being able to play the uh, console games whilst on the toilet I quite like the idea of there being a a return of the old, you know, old adventure games used to come in a big box with lots of like items in it. Like you get a real mm. map and mm. like a real ring and all. Isn't the that like Skylanders? Yeah, but okay. what? No, that's well. The way that the Wii U works what, is like what? Skylanders. Yeah, yeah. But like, do you remember? Um, text adventures used to come with all this just like random stuff in the box mm. I quite like the idea of that making a return and you being sitting there playing your game with all the stuff that you can then well like use. you get the collector's editions of games and they come with all these crap in them but yeah, actually the crap's actually useful yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. that would be cool that do you think they cool. could do it like, like they used to do for security on the old tape games where you have to hold the Wii U up to the screen and then you get a code and you have to type the code in to play the game be brilliant <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about oh shut up <laughs> I think the, the, Wii, the Wii U we'll find out at E3 now to what extent you can play games on the tablet without the Wii U being yeah. on. I like, think that that's cool. that's the main thing is to see how Surely that's that's going to be quite straightforward like, you know, if you're near it though, isn't it? Cuz it's just mirroring it like you do with a with a with an iPad and and uh, an uh, you know, Apple TV. Yeah, the, the question is whether you can then take your Wii U controller on its own. Yeah, because don't forget away what the screen the you the, it displays is it's not displaying what you see on the telly, it's displaying your control screen or yeah. map screen or something like that. I know that they did mention that you know you can then take the game off there and continue playing it there, but how does that work? What what would happen to the stuff that it was Second on your screen? screen yeah. Well, then you need a, ver- a smaller Another screen again. I've got some feedback from Andrew Walker, who related in some way to the to the difficult specy games. He says, "What gaming accomplishment are you all most proud of? Maybe we not did killing this anyone." Last week, sorry, do we? Yeah, fuck. Okay, oh, sorry that. guys. Uh, yeah, we did this. Away it goes. Sorry. I wasn't here. Oh, we did a very similar question. Yeah, did it? All right. Yeah. Four. Let okay. me know when you're ready. I'm next. Are you four? Oh yeah. Um, I've got an email from Michael Smith. Uh, subject: A proper football fan from the US. Uh, he writes: I'm a lol UK podcast listener who lives in the state of Michigan. I'm a huge football fan. I play coach youth soccer. Even pay extra for Fox Soccer Network so I can watch Premier League games. So his question is: What are your feelings about foreign fans of English clubs? For example, I'm an Arsenal fan who lives in the US and is yet to travel to London, although I'd love to sometime soon. With no geographical reason to root for a specific team, I just ended up using Arsenal a lot in FIFA throughout the years and it led to a real-life love for the team, despite recent frustrations. Um, That's really cool. I think that's great. (laughs) I just think, why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, I know that Charlie, who works on Arsenal, he's a New York Knicks fan. I have no idea why he sports them, but... Yeah, again... Like, like when I was younger, I seem to remember liking uh, God, whichever American football team plays in San Francisco. God, I Forty Niners. And I remember yeah. like I watched massive the Super- fan. Well, no, but I remember watching the Super Bowl once. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's quite good. Obviously, I don't follow them anymore. But I just think, why not? Can you do that in your own country though? Because I know a guy who grew up in uh, shit. He grew up in shit. North, was he in North Mushroom? London? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in North London, I can't remember the name shit, of. But no. <laughs> he picked Liverpool as his football team when he was a kid. 
Yeah. And he just supports Liverpool, even there's though actually, he's from there's, Southern there's England. There's actually a, a rash of people of a certain age who support Liverpool because yeah, obviously yeah. they were very popular at the time. Like yeah. there's a rash of people my age who support Man, Man United yeah. because really? they, were, they were good then as well. Yeah, you can't. So. To answer your question, no, you can't. People that You're do are very annoying. Are they jerks? And yeah, because you get all the Southern monkeys supporting Liverpool yeah. and Man United. And yeah, they're not true football fans. And you kind of switch people, off as soon actually. as they start speaking. They're what's known as glory hunters. Right. Okay. Even if they pick one when they're a kid and stick with them, even if they're not very yeah. good anymore, like Liverpool. No, because I supported Liverpool when I was a kid because I was a glory hunter. And then as soon as you grow up enough to realise that you should support your local team, you should do that rather than sticking with what's going to bring you most glory. It's weird how this stuff kind of becomes like a family thing. Like, I don't I don't care about football very much, but I know that my family's a Hearts family. I know that much. Yeah, see, what's your, what's your feeling on that? If someone's family all supports, like, Hearts, but Keza lives in London, or she would maybe, even if Keza was born in London, can you still support Hearts? Yeah, yeah there are always d- extenuating circumstances, but it basically boils <laughs> Where down are to these you written should, rules? <laughs> you, should, you should support your local team. That's right. what it comes back to. Yeah. Well, what about the Yanks then who support Arsenal? Is that Well, correct? no, that's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Fine. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah. It's different, different rules for different countries. Do you have any adopted teams elsewhere? I do, actually. When I was a little... This is awful because I do support like the Man United of basketball. But when I was a little kid, I went to America and met, met Pat Riley, who was the manager of the Lakers. And he's like there, Alex Ferguson. I think he won it five times the championship over there. But yeah, everyone hates people who support the Lakers. So <laughs> I am that person. Glory boy. <laughs> uh, I've got an email from Chris Hill who says... Dear my Friday friends, last week half of my email was read out and nobody understood what I meant and you lot asked me to send another one explaining it, so here it is. Anyway, Nintendo, when you read out my email, I know this is Ubisoft and not Nintendo. Wii U also. Uh, Nintendo NES, which I'm drawing a complete blank on, mandatory ALB pipes too. I don't remember which power glove. Maybe a new Virtual Boy stuck to your face. Just wanted you guys to understand what I meant, so I didn't look stupid. Ha ha. I'm really sorry, but I don't know what that means. I think Stuart's been playing silly buggers with Chris Hill's email. That was actually quite hard to do. Well done, Alex. You did well. Right. Moving on. I have a handful of um, angry Northerners. <laughs> what? <laughs> get off, Keza. Get off. <laughs> the first one is Michael Snow, who is from Sunderland and says, I've been reading the Max Payne 3 review and noticed it was written by Mr. Krooper. Yeah. But... When I watched the video review, I was met by a very posh-sounding Stuart Reed. Why didn't Daniel do the video review? I hope there wasn't the reason that you thought people wouldn't be able to understand him. I have another Sorry, Keza, from... what, did, what did you just say? I hope the reason wasn't that you thought people wouldn't be able to understand oh, him. All right, that's better. Also, he describes you as posh. Can I wouldn't understand describe what you said. posh. No, I wouldn't describe him as posh. I think your, your reading of that script is just thoroughly depressing <laughs> it's miserable it's yeah. mis- I wonder what it's happened to you be. I know that it's, I noir. Get that. it's noir. noir Louis Lafon. I'm probably not Louis Lafon. Louis Laffin anyway he says I just read Daniel Krupa's informative Max Payne review but why is Stuart Reid narrating Dan have you been told you couldn't narrate for fear of Americans not understanding your accent no that would be outrageous and then <laughs> Adam the McReynolds <laughs> Who asks, wow, so many emails. what's the crack? And he, he hits the nail on the head. He's like, well done on the Max Payne review. It was well put together. But why did you do the narration? Did you have a cold, Daniel? Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, that's the only reason he I did, did it. Yeah. He did. He did have a, have a, um, have a cold. He and did. That's why Stuart ended up doing the VO. Yeah. So it wasn't that we thought that the Americans couldn't understand Daniel. He's done plenty of VOs before. Mm. But he has got a stupid voice. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like his voice. Oh, yeah, he actually hasn't broken his leg. He's at finishing school right now. <laughs> his voice, his voice <laughs> broken is just broken. <laughs> uh, this is from Ari. Uh, I don't know who it is, just Harry. Hey, hey, IGN, just wondering whether you guys are getting Minecraft on Xbox. Well, yes. 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 <laughs> also, what's happened to all the people that used to be on the podcast, like the people in the Christmas and Summer podcast, like Posh Will and Big Will, etc.? Basically, anybody with the name Will. Well, there's still some of them uh, are still here. Well, Big po- Willie. Big Will is still here. Yeah. Still here. Um, uh, I don't know what Poshwell is doing. Poshwell's at university. Yeah, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, he's on, he's on Facebook with pictures of him wearing just underwear a lot. He so. did. He, yeah. he liked something I put that on Facebook yesterday. So Will's still in the game. Yeah, still okay, very yeah. posh. Still living the high life. Still yeah. probably nude somewhere. Still doing, nude. Doing yeah, his amazing his impressions. And all the other people are still here as well. And he says, uh, finally, he says, Hope Krupa's all right after his broken leg. Oh, so, so do, do we. we. So do we. Yep, I have an email from David Trevino who says. Okay, so I'm making a piñata for my birthday. I'm making mine paper mache style and it will be Iron Man when I am done. Would you like to see it? Yes. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> wow. really oh, yeah. You've made Iron Man look a bit like a Pokemon. 
in a good way. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's not, not, not well done, Dave. We'll, we'll put that in the uh, podcast story. Birthday? Is he making it for I think it was his own birthday. Yeah, his own birthday. That's a bit sad. Didn't somebody else make it for his birthday? Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, I have an email here from uh, Darren North in Adelaide, South Australia. Ooh. G'day, mate. Amazing. Uh, I just looked for the map. To, it's gone. Where's I know, yeah. Gone? Good to hear one of the last podcasts about boss fights being a pain in the ass. He writes in to say that his worst ever rage quit was on a PS2 game. He can't remember what it was, but it required disc swapping. He would put the second disc in and the game would freeze pretty much half the time. So in the end, he just took it out in the backyard, smashed the PS2 into little bits with a hammer, and he's never bought a Sony gaming machine of any kind. <laughs> <after that. laughs> Mental. Mental. Uh, uh, he says, he ends the podcast with, love you guys, even the four people in the universe that live in Wales. What, what does that mean? What he ends the mean? podcast with that. Uh, he, no, so he ends his email. Can we yeah. end the podcast with that? Then? Let's end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. with Even right, the we'll four that. people that live in Wales. Brilliant. We'll do that. What is it? For? I don't. I don't that. know what he means by that. Anyway, uh, Paul Hudson writes in, say, loves the podcast, listens to it every week on the way to work, and you can put a pin on the map for Hull. <laughs> Rather not. I'll, I'll try. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the other week, back. he booted up his Xbox to find out it wasn't really in the hard drive at all. Uh, long story short, somehow his hard drive data had become corrupt, lost all of his game data. So 60 hours worth of Skyrim, gone. Ooh. All of his Mass Effect, Effect data, gone. And he was right near the end of the game as well. Anyway, wonders, uh, has this ever happened to any of us? And why does it happen? Ever lost anything through a corrupt save? Several times. Really? Yeah. A lot of the time happens when you're rage quitting. If you turn it off while it's trying to autosave. Yeah. Um, that that used to happen. The thing is, no games ever give you a prompt at the start saying, never turn this off while you see this symbol, do they? <laughs> they really should make that clearer. They should do yeah. that, shouldn't they? Um, when, when I was reviewing Dark Souls, another fellow reviewer got furious with it, turned it off, lost it, lost all of it. 50 hours worth, had to start again. <gasps> oh. I remember I had a... It's quicker with Dark Souls, so you can go through faster. On PlayStation 2, because obviously you had your little memory cards. Yeah. Yeah, I lost the memory card and I had all of, like, my, all of my Metal Gear saves. I basically kept on all of my saves for every game. I lost a lot then. Didn't, didn't Bruce Grobler get done for a corrupt save? <laughs> That's he good. Did. He did. Amazing. One for the thirty-year-old football fans out there. <laughs> Final bit of feedback this week. While we're on the subject of uh, broken consoles, uh, this is from Reese Fairhead. Hey, Podations. I bought the Vita on release and I just wanted out there as a warning to those thinking of purchasing one this blinking blue light of death as it's been coined is killing me I lost a 5-ish hour save on FIFA then a 20-25 to hour save and just this morning lost my uncharted golden abyss save I was on chapter 27 on crushing so I'd already completed it once and I've got lots of the treasures in the game as to be honest I don't get much time to play console games as a student so my Vita has been my saviour the blue light thing has forced me to restart my system and the save from the games is corrupt each time it's crashed and I'm just done with it now because I have to update my system to play games I can't do this because my Hall's connection is so limited and I even removed my Vita from the Wi-Fi and it still demands an update. Sorry for the rant and I'm a massive Sony fanboy but Vita, fuck you! I try to defend your overpriced pricing, I try to defend your crappy short battery but I'm going to try and sell it and lose about £100 of my trouble. Fuck you, Sony! Rant over, love the podcast, keep up the good work. Wow. 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 Did he say that he doesn't get time to play games as he's a student? Yeah. That is that is, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Um, yeah, wow. Sorry to hear that, Reese. Anyone else have I didn't actually problems. understand it. Can you say it again? Yeah. <laughs> Not faster. Well, you might want to try Velocity, mate. <laughs> well, no, he's selling it now. And he can't uh, download anything because his Wi-Fi is so shit. Take it right. in the garden and smash it up. Go yeah. on. Oh, oh, film it. So you know, it is actually really satisfying to smash, smash up a console. I, I once, um, there was a video on the internet when I was about 15 where people dropped all of the consoles out of windows to see which one could survive the higher drop, Yeah. which I recreated at home with old SNESs. It was good. It's really satisfying smashing things into little bits. We don't mm. really condone it though as a company, do we? No. Why would you want to property? do that? Collectors items. Really? Yeah, I, I do actually regret it now. Snezzes collectors items. I mean, you can buy it for like a tenner off the internet. One day. Yeah. Long time away. Uh, that's it then, pretty much, isn't it? What are we doing this weekend? Oh, Kapow. Yes. Kapow. Yeah, so if you want to come join us after Kapow on Saturday night, we'll be at the Regent. Uh, it's a pub in Angel. Uh, if you Google it, you'll be able to find it. We'll be there from sort of six o'clock onwards. Yep. Do not talk to Chris Tilly at all when the football is on. Or after. If you want to talk to him, speak to me. Afterwards will, is fine. I, I, think, I think they can shout in his face, but just not talk to him. I think that's fair enough. Brilliant. Also, stand in front of him because he's quite tall. Like, he, li- he likes yeah. people. Sounds like Creepers not going to be anyone with a broken leg. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talking of Vita, 
<laughs> Even though we weren't. Go on. I think I think we'll skip that one. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to win a home entertainment system, our partner site Askmen UK is running a, um, a thing called the Innovation Awards at the moment. And if you go on there and vote for your favourite innovations of the last fifty years, there's a chance to win a big three D TV. Surround sound, PlayStation, 3DS. So, uh, you 50 inches it. in your bedroom. Yeah, 50 <laughs> inches in your bedroom. And on that note, yeah. Tell us yeah. how many inches you like. IGNUKfeedback.IGN.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash IGNUK. We're also the same on Facebook, IGNUK. Yep. That's it. Love you guys, yeah. especially the four, four people, people in, in the Wales. universe that live in Wales. Wales. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> I get a rash whenever I'm ill. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.